the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, it's meeting time. And once again, my sister in Christ, Marty Giuliano, is with us. Last week, she shared that she almost died from taking these mind-altering drugs to jump into a tree where at the end she talked about how Christ died on a tree Mm. and saved her. Marty. Welcome back. Thanks so much. It's such a joy to have you back with us. Now, both of us, we've been in recovery mm-hmm. for many, many years. You have decades yeah. of recovery and healing. You've helped so many people. Thank you. God speaks to us through his word, yes. the Bible. Mm-hmm. He has written thousands of spiritual principles to guide us. Yes. But in regards to alcoholism, addiction, fractured lifestyles, we concentrate on 12 spiritual principles that have saved millions of us from this abyss. Yes. They're known as the 12 steps to recovery. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned to me, without these steps, you would have never had this journey Mm -hmm. of healing. Am I right? Yes. Uh, The thing that I always like to say is in the early days of recovery, the Oxford group, you know, um, Sam, I can't think of his last, Shoemaker, Dr. Bob, Bill W., you know, when they started the program, it was all based on the Bible. You're talking about the Alcoholics Anonymous Yes, Yes. And that those steps were derived from the Bible and from the success they had in getting free of alcoholism. And... I think a lot of times people have watered the steps down or they think, oh, we can't talk about God too much because it'll offend people. Well, he's these, the author. Amen. And these steps are what set us free because they're, they're from the Bible and that's God's intention to, to give us freedom. Amen. Yeah. Why don't you review the steps and tell the listening audience how they affected and changed your life? Okay. I'd be happy to. Um, the first step is that we admitted we were powerless over alcohol or sex or gambling or drugs, whatever that addiction is, that our lives had become unmanageable. And that's what happens. You think that, oh, I'm just doing this now. And then before you know it, you're doing it another time. And then you hate it. And then you think, I'm never doing it again. And then you do it again. And you just don't realize your life has become unmanageable because now you're in addiction. And and a lot of you know people are in denial about that. We still have people that come in and say, Oh, I don't have a gambling problem. I just get mad. And it's like, oh, yeah, you, you're a gambling addict. You no know? doubt. Or any anything that controls your life that you can't control. So the key element to the first step is that we have to wave the white flag. We have to admit yeah. that we're powerless. Yeah. And until we admit and accept that we cannot heal thyself. Mm-hmm. And that's the tough part, because as addicts, we think we've got it all under control. Right. We think, you know, we don't think right. 
That's why, you know, the second step is my favorite. It says that we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. I was insane, but I mean, I was college educated. I had friends. I did things. I, you know, I didn't go to church. But when you realize, uh, when you look back and see the things that we did, we know that was insanity. And he is the only one that can really restore us to sanity. Amen. And then, of course, step three, we have to make that decision. And there again, you know, sometimes we want to make that decision, but we say, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll try that next week because we're not really ready to give up what we think is a life, but it really isn't. So when we make a decision to turn our will and our lives to over to the care of God as we understood him, that is a very um, important time when you have come to that realization, I need help, and this help is outside myself. Marty, uh, for me, step three, that's the principle where many people out there listening have not applied step three. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's accepting Jesus Christ is our Savior, right? Yeah. Yes. In our meeting, we do. We we say our higher power is definitely God and Jesus Christ. Um, we're unashamed about that because we have all experienced other things, other gods, other you know ways of trying to get help, self-help. It doesn't work. I mean, it may work for a time, but even the people that tell me, oh, I don't have to have God in my life. I can, that tree can be my higher, higher power. I'm like, well, you may think that, but I know in my heart that it's God that is having mercy on you and you just don't get it yet. <laughs> he has because, grace, mercy, and patience. Amen. Amen. Much patience. Oh my goodness, with me, he had, had to have a lot of patience. Uh, and then step four, this one is a, a kicker for a lot of people. We made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. I found that the inventory wasn't as hard because I had accepted Jesus and I knew he was walking with me through that. I knew that uh, the scripture that I had talked about yesterday, First John 1, 9, that he not only forgives us but cleanses us from the unrighteousness. Amen. So the guilt and shame didn't keep me from going through. And so that's a tough one. We always say get a sponsor that will help you and understand, love you through it, and, you know, make that inventory. A lot of people take a long time to wait for step four. Step four for me is journaling mm -hmm. the root and, and seeking and discovering the root causes of our disease. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know how you mentioned last week that God said you're not the person yeah. that you should be? Mm -hmm. When we do this fourth step, we're, we're, we're finding out what caused us to be as sick as yeah. we were. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. There are roots to it. And, you know, you'll hear stories from everybody that, you know, like me, molestation that led me down a path. But there are people that had wonderful home lives. They didn't have divorced parents. Their parents weren't drug addicts, you know, and they still got into addiction. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's very difficult to understand. But, uh, when we make that inventory, it begins to bring to light the things that have been kept in secret. And, you know, we always say you're always as sick as your secrets. And the Bible says that what is in darkness, when it's brought into the light, it can't remain dark. So that's kind of the name of this meeting, mm -hmm. Christians with Secret Addiction. And there are many. There yeah, are many. Yeah. I, I see that a lot. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the fifth principle. 
Yeah, we admitted to God ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. You know, denial is like we just don't feel like we um, believe what we're saying. So we admitted to God. That's a little easy because if you don't really know him, he's out there somewhere. But to ourselves, to have to look in a mirror and admit to ourselves what we have done, that sometimes is a little harder for people to do. But again, when you have the Lord with you, he's there holding you, helping you to just get rid of the things that are holding you back from the freedom that you know we so want and the peace that we so desire. I call it confession and coming out of hiding. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's a good one yeah. mm-hmm, because we do hide. Yeah. <laughs> Step six. We were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Amen. A lot of us didn't think we had defects yeah. because we didn't know we were living a crazy life. We right. thought this is how it is. This right. is how it goes. But um, once we get honest, and this is a program of honesty, uh, when we get real, when we get honest, it's so freeing. But we don't know that, so sometimes, again, we get stuck. But removing defects of character, even to this day, we have to continually, you know, we might lose our temper. We might say something we didn't, you know, really mean or we, you know, there are a lot of things that – and that's the beauty of of the Lord. You can go to him night or day. He doesn't slumber or sleep. He's ready to hear us and be with us and, and get us on the right path every minute of every day. So praise God for that. Amen. And then seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Humility is something that um, a lot of us didn't have. Uh, we might have had false humility or false guilt a lot of times too because um, sometimes we feel like things were our fault that really weren't our fault. For instance, right. if you're a little girl and you're being molested, that's not your fault. You're not, you know, you're not doing anything to cause that. So um, – the humility thing, the real humility is you just recognize you need to ask God to do this for us. And then eight, we made a list of persons we had harmed, all persons, and became willing to make amends to them all. That, I have to say, is a tougher one because you have to humble yourself and look somebody in the eye and say, you know, I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry I stole from you, whatever it happens to be. That's step nine. After we make the list, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then then we go to them. I'm getting ahead of myself. No, that's fine. Mm. It it, it all ties in together, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, I didn't realize how I hurt people, you know. um, And I think many addicts don't realize, you know, what they – what we have done to our family members or to people that we were, you know, uh, in relationship with or what we thought was a relationship, so – yeah, and making those direct amends. Some people don't want to forgive you. Right. Some people hold that, and it's it's unfortunate because they're holding it to their own detriment. You know, we often say when you don't forgive somebody, it's like drinking poison, hoping the other person will die. And unforgiveness is really a killer. And so, but at least we did our part. That's it. We made our amends. Yeah. Let's go on to step 10. We continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. And that's a big one. Again, if you don't have Jesus, it's harder to do. But with Jesus, you know that when you confess and he's you know, going to forgive you and cleanse you of all that, the big uh, word in step 10 is promptly. It's important to, to get it before it's too long and then you don't feel like admitting. Eleven, we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God and praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
God had a plan for us before we were ever born. And when we step into it, he gives us the power to do that. Remember when he said to me when I was 27, you're not who you think you are? I didn't know that. I didn't know he had a plan for my life. But we have to acknowledge that, and then we will come into that flow and the destiny that he has for us. And it's it's different for each one of us. That's the beauty. He's so unique, and he we are unique, and he has a plan for us that only – I can fulfill, you can fulfill. There's something for each of us to do. When we're blasted, when we're sick, we can't fulfill that. And it's there's nothing more gratifying than knowing you're in the will of God and doing what he wants you to do. It's just, it's gorgeous. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to addicts and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. And that's it. We take the message. And that's what we're doing yes. right this very Amen. minute. Amen. We're carrying the message. Yeah. And I pray that whoever is listening, that you will come to realize that Jesus is the answer. And you don't need a priest. You don't need a pastor. You don't need, you know, some holy person. You can get on your knees in your own bedroom and cry out to God, and he hears your cry. And then he'll put people in their lives, just like you, Marty. That's right. Come to Life Recovery. (laughs) You need to go to meetings. Amen. Meeting makers, make it. Amen. Marty, thank you so much for being here. My joy and pleasure. It was such a pleasure and a life lesson that i know i've learned and i'm going to have you come back in the near future okay amen i'd love to amen amen